The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings free play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and search the whole wide variety of free contests and an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Today on the Soda Pod, we talk about the epic collapse of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, another one. Also, a little bit of Minnesota wild talk. Specifically, are they going to make the playoffs next year in a much harder division as things go back to quote-unquote normal? And we also have Joey riding shotgun all on episode 159 of the Soda Pod. Let's go. Woods of Vancouver Island. Welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the state of Hoppy and Joey Neto. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Episode 159 of the Soda Pod. How's it going, boys? It is going fantastic. Nice to be back after my uh, two-week hiatus. So ready to talk some hockey, ready to talk some beer, and and good to see you guys again. Yeah, man. It's good to see you too. Hoppy, uh, how are you doing? I'm just going to pass my time back over to Joey because I know he's way more excited than he's making it out to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty excited. Buffalo just uh, was awarded the number one overall draft pick in the 2021 draft. So pretty stoked for that. Um, a lot of pressure on Kevin Adams now because he's got the one overall pick. So if he screws this up, it, it's on him. No other excuses. There you go. There you go. Uh, we'll dive into more of the NHL draft lottery. We'll talk about, you know, the Minnesota wild specifically, if they're going to even make the playoffs next year. I know they had a good year wild fans. We don't mean to be the Debbie downer of wild podcasts on the market out there. We're just being realist. We're here to stir the pot as we continue to produce content this summer. Um, no live stream today, boys, as, uh, every, as I said on the last uh, podcast, doing things a little bit different moving forward. We will have, streaming events that are very much geared towards the listeners and more podcast content throughout the week. So prior to, you know, going, uh, I was just going to say going live here prior to recording here, I was saying how it's a little bit weird, how things are just so relaxed. Um, but, but I'll get used to it again, boys. Uh, I feel like, or when Hoppy and I started doing this together, we didn't do live streaming. We, we started a little bit after, so it's kind of a, it's kind of an ode to last summer here. Yeah. Just let your man button down, man. Relax. 
Um, as always, folks, we may not be live streaming every episode anymore, but we still want to hear from you. So send us a text mail or voicemail, 612-324-1684. Again, big thanks to OpenPhone. It's a cell phone and an app. Great monthly rates and only 10 bucks a month only at OpenPhone. Uh, the Hockey Podcast Network is powered by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Don't forget to use promo code THPN for a sign-up bonus and weekly deals. All right, on the other side, let's dive into it. We got a lot of hockey talk and we have some beers to drink. So we'll dive into the hoppy hour on the other side, episode 159 of the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak! To Stalak! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops. You're all hopped out. You're listening to the Soda Pod, episode 159, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, my producer is not in studio today, so I don't have the uh, <laughs> the sweet view of what I'm drinking from uh, from the webcam here. So uh, actually, no, I, I could get it set up if one of you start first. Yeah, sure. I'll take it away. I am drinking a, a Cali Crema and Vanilla Cream Ale. Uh, this is out of Mother Earth Brewing. It's a perfect summer beer. Tastes like you're drinking a cream soda with a nice vanilla aftertaste. And yeah, super easy drinking. I, I went into it thinking I wouldn't like it, but shit, it's one of my favorites that I've had recently. Very nice. Very nice. How about you, Hoppy? Uh, I am very humbly and graciously drinking Northland vodka. Have to support great friend of the podcast, Mark Parrish who uh, made a phenomenal bet against me, who was dumb enough to think that Pittsburgh was going to have successful goaltending in the postseason. So, uh, yeah, hey, the way they're looking right now, too, against Boston, I might be drinking this stuff for a while. This could be the long haul for me. Hey, but no complaints. It's great stuff for me. No, no complaints at all. It's just a little bit off-brand for me. And I, I do have a beer sitting here that I'll get to as soon as I'm done with. All right, so I figured, I, <laughs> I figured Q is just never going to join the podcast again because I don't know what happened. Um, I was saving this for him, but Q, it's the only one in the fridge, so I can't wait any longer. It's a dino sour from our friends at Phillips Brewing, a blackberry sour ale with uh, Phillips, you know, always bang on with their uh, can art here. So I'm not a huge fan of sours. I like blackberries. We'll see how she goes. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Wrong image there. <laughs> uh, oh, that's why we need the producer. <laughs> um, anyways, before we roll uh, roll on here, boys, and talk some Minnesota Wild, Joey, Hoppy, and I dove into our beer bets uh, last week in regards to the round two of the playoffs. We wanted just to hear if you had any opinions on our bets or if you wanted to chime in with yours. If yeah, you want well, to get in on the maybe, action. Maybe it's easier, Joey. Just run down. And try not to be biased based on what's happened so far, but who yeah. are your picks for each of the second-round matchups? Yeah, for sure. Um, between Avalanche and the Golden Knights, I got to stick with the Avalanche. I think their speed speed kills. Um, the Knights in the first round, I mean, they struggle a little bit against the Wild. Um, they proved that their offense wasn't as good as many thought they were. And I I just think the avalanche speed is going to kill them in this series. So yeah, I'm going avalanche. Let's go six in that series. Um, Moving on to Carolina and Tampa. I got to go Carolina. Um, Not, not being biased. I've know what's happened so far. They're down, they're down two zero. but going into it, I I really thought Carolina um, just kind of riding, not really the underdog, but 
they just had such a great season, but going against the defending champs and, and Vasilevsky right now is he's playing amazing. So yeah, I, I would have went Carolina and seven uh, for that one. And then let's go up to no- the North division. Um, this one, I've went back and forth. I think after beating Toronto, I think the Canadians, I think they're just going to ride that wave um, of sheer happiness, emotion, um, yeah, so I, I'm going to go, uh, let's go Canadians and seven in that one. Um, the, the biggest key to that one is price has to keep playing like he did in the Toronto series and they have to crack Hellebuck. Um, I mean, Hellebuck is one of the best goalies in the NHL. And if, if they find a way to beat him, um, I think that's going to be the key to this series. And then, yeah, Boston, uh, pains me to say it, but they're looking good right now. So I'm going Boston. Let's go them in five. So, wow. Yeah. So those those are my picks. I, hey, I appreciate you clearly not like going with your picks right now and being honest with where you started because you basically just said Boston's going to go three and zero the rest of the way. Um, I, I guess Montreal, we could have argued you swayed a little bit, but I I'm not mad about that. And yeah, dude, Carolina, and you know what sucks, man? Like. It's been good games, right? They've been close, but I don't know how you Man, win. They've been close games. They haven't been good games. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, good as in competitive, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's, Carolina that's really gave it to them in game two, like especially towards the end there. Yeah, I think the biggest thing now, or big, another big thing about this series is that Carolina dropped two at home. That's that's yeah. I mean, you're, you're, they're not coming back from that. No, they have to go back to Tampa. It's it's going to be almost impossible to to take this series now after losing two at home to start the series. And what do they do? Do you think here? Like, are they going to switch up their goaltender? Even though, I mean, sure, the game one, Nadelkovich could have stopped that game winning goal, but like realistically, he, he's played very well in the first two games. But is that what you have to do to change things up moving forward, or what? What is it going to be? Yeah, I, I would say no. You you got to keep him in there. You look what happened to Vegas putting in Laner. Yes, Fleury had a tough series against the Wild, but uh, I'm just talking minutes wise. Not, I mean, he played great. Um, but Novelkovich is the same way. He played phenomenal, and I think he it's his net. Ride him. Well, no, you. Yeah. Agree- I I no, I'm just gonna agree. I don't think that he's played you know played himself out of the position by any means. No, no, and it's just a momentum thing, right? I don't know. No, for sure. It's you try to get a spark in the locker room. You gotta I mean, coaches will will look to do that with the goalie, but I think Brendan Moore knows his locker room very well and, and knows that yes, they need a spark, but I don't think taking their their goalie out of the playoff or out of the, the net for the remainder of the playoffs or even a game. I mean, if they lose one more game because they took net out, I mean that could be uh the nail in the coffin right there. Yeah. And I mean, Joey, you bring balance to this podcast apparently because you sided with me on one bet, Isha on another bet. You agreed on one of our unanimous picks and then went against us on one of our unanimous picks. So all over the place. Um, <laughs> I don't hey, know. That's it, could, it couldn't have gotten any better than that. <laughs> It's almost right. like we planned it. Well, it just, that's that's one of my favorite things about the NHL playoffs is that there's so much parity and anything truly can happen. I mean, you look at the NBA and the, the top teams are going to win every time. I mean, the one seeds always are most likely going to win because they are the most dominant team. Uh, but the NHL 
truly anybody can win a series. Shit, the Canadians beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, you look at you look at the Sportsnet uh, broadcasters and analysts; they all pick Toronto. Not a single person picked Montreal. So that just goes to show you um, anything can happen. And we'll get into all of that and more on the other side. Oh, Hoppy, what's up? Well, first off, I wanted to say that the other difference between the NHL and the NBA is that no one's going to come out of a game and go down the tunnel when their team's getting their ass kicked like LeBron bitch face James. And uh, also, I promised beer. I also have a delicious, delicious IPA, Dirty Pete and the Dungeon Chiefs oh, from Junkyard. God. That's amazing. <laughs> What a great fear name. Junkyard has been absolutely crushing it from what I see lately. So shout out to them. Uh, Shout out to Phillips. And uh, what were you drinking again, Joey? Uh, I'm drinking a a Cali cream and vanilla cream ale. So yeah, it's uh, tastes like a um, cream soda. What's what's the brewery? Uh, Mother Earth. It's out of Napa, Idaho and somewhere in California. And shout out Mother Earth Brewery. All right, on the other side, we, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Toronto Maple Leafs and, of course, the Minnesota Wild. You're listening to episode 159 of the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. I am fucking ecstatic, boys. I am so pumped, not because the Habs advanced to the second round of the playoffs, but because Toronto, again, cannot get past the first round. They fall to the Montreal Canadiens. They have not gone past the first round since 2004. I would take the Northwest Passage. Unbelievable. Boys, since watching the Minnesota Wild series, and I, I guess to a degree the Capitals, though, I don't know. I wasn't as invested in in that one. Um, I, I am not a fan of the Habs yet. I was like, my heart was racing throughout this entire series. And I think it's because we had all of Canada outside of the greater Toronto area together for for the first time in a long time, all rooting for the same team. Now, we haven't seen, you know, a real Olympics in a while, and I feel like the last time we were all rooting for a team was the World Juniors. It, it felt nice to ha- feel, feel that as a country and more so as just a hockey nation as most of the United States was also rooting against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Joey uh, teased it earlier saying that, you know, even all the sports and analysts, I would say, you know, of course the odds makers shadow DraftKings. Sorry for those who lost some money. What a series. And you got to tip your cap to the Montreal Canadians and, uh, and Mark Bergevay's fucking suit game. Oh my God. That was phenomenal. We're in the, the Habs red suit down in the tunnel after the game, hugging everybody, giving everybody fist bumps. That was awesome. To so see. The head coach Ducharme, he had like a, a dark red suit. I've seen that one before, but Alex Burroughs probably was like, boys, I'm not, I saw the memo. I'm not putting that fucking suit on. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to keep wearing my, my Navy here. <laughs> um, I want to hear, I want to hear your guys' reactions. Cause obviously, you know, my stance on it, not a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. So this was just amazing to see them squirm and it's baffling that again, they collapse. That's, that's the key word, a collapse. So Hoppy, we'll start with you. I mean, I think we all have to give the real credit to the 
absolute genius fortune teller, some might say, Greg Wyshynski, who called all of this happening. He said that Montreal would win game seven after saying Toronto would sweep them. So that was just the weirdest flex ever. It's okay. And make a northwest passage to the sea. Oh, man. The unofficial uh, anthem of the Montreal Canadiens. No, Shout that, out Stan Rogers. That shit's going to stick eventually. Um, oh, yeah. I, I kind of want to kick it to group chat here on just the idea of, like, it, it's rare that you're in a spot, and I'm, I'm kind of in the same spot with Pittsburgh right now, to be honest, where, like, embarrassing loss that shouldn't have happened. but. I don't think you change a whole lot, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's talks that Marner is going to be traded. That's not going to happen. People are it's, just it's not going to happen. Dogs. People are saying, you know, John Tavares now his time with the Maple Leafs is up. Uh, bitch, his time yes. with the Maple Leafs is just starting. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> we're, we're going to blame John Tavares, who was watching from the hospital, right? <laughs> well. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I don't think they're blaming him. They're just saying this team needs a shakeup to win the playoffs. That's a piece you can move. It's like, oh uh, no, that's a piece you just invested your future into. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, I'll take it away. Um, I, I don't. I have so many favorites about this collapse. I mean, being a Sabres fan, it's you hate Toronto as a Sabres fan. And well, number one, uh, going on after the game, seeing all the memes and reactions on Twitter, just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Everybody was piling it on the Leafs. That was amazing. The three to Matthews one, that one was really good. Oh man. I I saw so many as well. Um, And then now seeing all of the, the Toronto media and what Toronto media is going to do until next season, just piling it on. Like you guys said, this person's going to get traded. This person's going to get traded. It's going to be a great summer uh, reading the Toronto media. And I mean, just they're blaming their best players. Yes, Matthews, Marner, um, Tavares, he was out and they're blaming them. I mean, they didn't have a good series, but it happens. Look at what Price did. Price played absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, this was uh, one of the happiest in hockey I've been for a while. That uh, shows a lot, um, a struggling Sabres fan. So the the losses of Toronto make me happy. You know, maybe this is a, a layup for you, Joey, for a future Judge Joey topic, but I'm really curious to sit back and watch and see which team is, like, more in turmoil right now between Edmonton and Toronto. Like – Really, I'm that's like up in the air. That's a toss up. Who, which fan base is freaking out more? Which one's more hysterical on trying to move their star players who aren't necessarily the reason that they're, I guess, the catalyst for change in Hon- getting over the hump? Honestly, guys, I think it's more Toronto because from my perspective, you know, Edmonton was, was so bad before, you know, this, this era, this new era. Whereas Toronto, like they, so they had ups, really, they had ups and downs, yes, but they they again collapsed. Like there were times where they were in it for a little while. You know, they made a a decent run in the regular season, would make the first, you know, the first round of the playoffs, and then collapse versus Edmonton just like being shit for so long, then finally getting these pieces and getting a little bit of success. Um, I, and I also think that Edmonton needs to acquire versus ship out and change. You know what I mean? Like Edmonton's missing pieces. Where Toronto they had the pieces this year. It just didn't work out again. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. Again. My last qu- my last question for you guys before we, before we move on to some wild talk here is what's what's the worst collapse? The that one against Boston, the shortened season where Reimer just completely shit the bed, or or this one to the Montreal Canadiens. That's that one's tough because the the one against Boston that was in one game, but this uh, this one was a slow burn over multiple games. I mean, you see him lose one, and then well, what's worse? Do you think? Because because I think the Boston one's worse because like that was don't agree. That was sealed and delivered. You know, with what was it like? less than 10 minutes in or 10 minutes or so in the third period. And it was just, it was just so bad. It was horrible. I, I disagree. I mean, I, 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 I personally think this slow burn, I mean, you can literally watch the team, the fans, the media fall apart after each loss. It was after the first one, it was okay. We, we lost this one. And the next one, it was, it built up and it's, Oh shit. And then finally it's, it completely collapsed. And so I think this one's worth, I mean, I mean, before, when they were up three to one, the I think the odds they were plus four thousand to win this series in Vegas. So, or my, sorry, minus four thousand to win. I mean, those are some pretty incredible odds that that they had to blow. Yeah, and for me, it's way more like taking a step back and looking at the whole picture, right? Like, first off, let's compare the two teams. This was supposed to be an absolute wagon of a Toronto team, whereas let's be real, like the one that blew it against Boston, probably weren't going to do anything after that. And you're in this weird little zone where Toronto hasn't been able to get over the hump, right? Whether it's Boston or Tampa, like they just knew they weren't going to have a chance in that division. This is the one year that they were supposed to be poised to make it past the first round, probably make it to the final four. And hey, who knows what happens at that point? There were such high expectations coming into this season that I think this just cripples the fans, the, the team even. I, I wonder like what, some of the guys in the locker room are thinking going into next year, like obviously they're going to try and bounce back, but there's some guys that this could have some lingering effects on. So I like in the moment, sure. Losing a, a three point lead. That's fucking rough. But I just think this one's going to last a lot longer. Hey, f- fair enough, boys. Um, we'll see Austin Matthews in a Kachina Jersey before we know it. Uh, moving right along here, this is a Minnesota Wild podcast. Let's dive into it. Uh, the topic of the day, the Minnesota Wild found unbelievable success this season. I don't want to take anything away from that because it was unbelievable hockey. And again, further um, further made me a fan. You know, last year doing this podcast, watching this team, this year really following them just as closely, if not closer, and was super excited about uh, about the product. You know, it was better than the first year that I covered this team. The team is getting better. But the division had something to do with it this year. We, we can't deny that. We can't overlook that. Um, let's dive into it, boys. I'm going to ask bluntly, do they make the playoffs next year moving back to a loaded central division? Well... Do we want? Do we want to just run down the list? Do we, well, we want to go just team want, I just by want team? Your, no, we can. I just want your. I just want your. Your guys is you know, like I said, it's a blunt question. I want your guys is just you know, your, your blunt answers. W- one word, no. So my head says no, but my heart says that Garen's gonna find a top six center somehow, and I think that's that's the difference maker right there. Do we get another center to add to Eck? And, you know, hopefully Rossi, we don't even know for sure where he'll be at in his development and just getting back on the ice. I'm, I'm right on that fringe where the Minnesota wild fans are so used to being. 
Um, but based on the division, like I want to say no, but I do think it's a completely different team if they add depth down the middle. And I, right now, I haven't been given any reason not to believe in Bill Guerin. Yeah. So barring some tweaks by Billy G, I, you know, uh, yes. But if the, if the team was iced, the exact same team that was right now, then a no. Is that one? Yeah, no. it, right. It's going to be a super important off season. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's going to depend on that. I mean, obviously I said they're absolutely not going to make the playoffs, but it's going to, it's going to depend on this off season. And if Talbot can play the way he did, I mean, it's goaltending is going to be super crucial in this division. Yeah. But, because regardless of, you know, say the next step that even some of these younger players as, you know, just because you're 24, 25 doesn't mean you just stop developing. We see people become even better players at 27, 28, you know, even though they're going to take a step forward, it doesn't mean that they're going to carry the team to the promised land. Sure. Eck could be even better than he was this last season. It doesn't mean he's still going to be a top center in the national hockey league, but uh, yeah, let's quickly run down the central. Where do you want to start? Well, might as well start at the top and we can just basically say pass. Um, Going off of the standings this year across the league, Colorado Avalanche. Anyone have anything they want to interject here, or can we just move on? Best team in the <laughs> National Hockey League, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> so no, nothing to see here. Right? Defending, defending Stanley Cup champions next year. <laughs> right. Exactly that. Uh, well, Tampa, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, let's see. Next on the list. Here we go, boys. Let's throw uh, some shit in the fire. Minnesota. So next after that, God damn it, Isha, I hate you. It's Nashville. I'll let you lead this one off, man. This one, this one's tough too, because they're going to be one of those teams. They're kind of like in Minnesota's position. You know, they, they have some young pieces. They have some really good pieces, but their quote unquote depth is kind of crap. And, and they have so much money <laughs> loaded up into players who don't provide a lot of offense. And unlike the Minnesota wild and, you know, Zach Parise and, and Ryan Suter say, what you want about Zach Parise? You're at least getting some production out of one, you know, out of a Zach Parise. I know he didn't do that good this year. And Ryan Suter, like we talk about it all the time. He he's fine. It's not, it's not something you're beating your head over those contracts. Whereas um, a Joe Hansen and a Duchesne in Nashville, oof, at a, at a higher um, cap hit per season as well. I mean, those those are going to burn the Nashville Predators, but they still have defensive pieces. They have some young guys that could pop. And I think UC Saros is being absolutely robbed for the Vezina this year as he's one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. So I don't think this team is going to be dominant by any means next year, but they could, they could be annoying for the Wild in particular who are trying to get a wild card spot. And Nashville's just there, just kind of fucking around. I'll kick it to Joey, but I do want to just defend real quick. I think that Ryan Johansson, like he doesn't put up the points he should, but he is a good two-way center. Like people don't give him credit for his defensive game. Yeah, like, but you're making eight mil. I'm sorry. I know. You I know. put up 20 goals. It's, hey, guess what? It's one COVID year. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, Joey, you can take it away. They're going to be, I think they're going to be just like the wild. They're that fringe team that they have a couple of great players that could, that's going to need to play up to their abilities um, to, to any, be anywhere close to making the playoffs. Saros, it's his net now. Right? Uh, Rene is done. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what Saros does now that it's his net truly and fully. So I think they're going to be a fringe team, maybe a, a four or five. And, dude, I'll take it a step further, Joey. Like, 
this is the same team. Like <laughs> both teams make their money off of their blue line. Both teams have a goalie that popped off this year and we have no idea what they're going to look like next year. And they've got some like solid names on offense. We don't know if they're going to score any goals. So like they're very similar teams in a lot of ways. And they're pretty much half the wild anyways. Well, how, uh, okay, well, let, let's hang on. Let, Granlin, let's do this right now. Hala, if, if you can sign Cunning. Granlund as a free agent this summer, do you do it? No. Joey? Thank God. I thought I was going to have to fight somebody. <laughs> so many Minnesota fans want him to come back, and I'm I'm fully opposed. I, I will fans, gladly accept the loss. I, look, I don't want him. They're, they're fans of him and his time with Minnesota. That's perfectly fine, but he's he's not coming back. Okay. Well, let's let's move on from this. Um, and by the way, three in a row right here, actually, as far as standings are concerned. We're watching them right now, boys. The Winnipeg Jets. How do we feel about them? Dude, again, another another team that in the regular season is right at that wild card, you know. And this is again, if they can address their defense, I don't think they're gonna regress. Uh, even with some of their aging veterans on the team, the young guns will just take over the minutes and this team is, you know, to the promised land again, their defense hundred percent needs to be addressed. They can't keep doing this every year. They can't keep riding Hellebuck uh, like they did in the regular season at some points, but they get one or two pieces. And again, they, they either could surprise next year, I think because they got Dubois for a whole season um, or they'll be around that, you know, four or five, four or five spot, um, you know, causing some shit, just like uh, well, causing some shit for the Minnesota wild anyways, uh, around that uh, wild card spot. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but like you were going, um, looking at the central, it's like, Holy shit. Everybody, you could see everybody between that three and six range. Yes. There's, I think Arizona and Chicago are going to be towards the bottom, but everybody else in this division is going to be fighting for those mid tier positions or, or right on the bubble of making the playoffs. And I, I think the Jets are going to make it. Um, I think with the goaltending that they get from Hellebuck, I mean, he's only going to get better each year. Um, I think um, with Connors, Ehlers, um, uh, shit, what's his, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Ehlers uh, is all you had to say, man. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I think I think they're in for sure. No, and, and they're they're yeah. like, their depth too in their bottom six as far as their forwards. They play a hard style that, it doesn't matter if they can't pop a few in here and there, they're going to run down those top lines of, of uh, their opposing team. And you could say this for anybody next year. Well, hopefully Canada's is in this position, but um, their, their fans are going to carry them. I mean, being away from the team for almost two years going into next season, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be tough to play in Winnipeg next year. And it, they're just polar opposite of the two teams we just talked about, right? Zero defense, all offense. And uh, let's be honest, a sturdy goaltender. Like he's the one goalie that I'm not worried about in this division. Top to bottom. And that includes Colorado because agreed again, until he can do it for a full season, I don't believe that Grubauer can stay healthy. And man, and I love Paul Maurice. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. You know, whenever they go on a losing streak, you know, TSN Sportsnet, that's the end of Maurice. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, this guy's amazing. Yeah. Now, here's the hot button. Let's move on to the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, I think their window is closing, if not already closed. Um, 
one more year, or I guess Tarasenko coming back from his shoulder surgery. Hopefully he's fully, fully healed. Um, I guess not hopefully for being a wild fan, but um, for, for, for a his sake, for his exactly. sake. Exactly. Um, I, I just don't think they're going to have it. So I, I have them missing the playoffs. And honestly, I, I don't have much faith in faith in Bennington. I, I don't think he's that great of a goalie. Yes. He won a cup. He won them the cup, but. Hey, he had one of the best saves in the yeah. playoffs thus far too, though. I just want to say with that little, you know, kick, kicking up of the skate there in the pad. Um, I agree. He's not consistent enough for my liking, but do I think he's a damn talented goalie? 100%. There's the, you're, you're in the national hockey league. You want a Stanley cup. There's um, we see it every now and then, you know what I mean? It come, it comes in spurts. The, the greatness It's just, it's not consistent enough. Damn it. For me, the, the depth at forward, I think is disrespected. I think their, their forward groups are very, very good. And most of most, not all, but most are solid two way guys as well. Yes. Exactly. With size, the blue line just confuses the hell out of me. A lot of talent, but it's just like piecemealed together in such a weird way with some of the signings they've made and then setting themselves up to lose Petrangelo. Like, Again, maybe he leaves no matter what, and they saw the writing on the wall, but like they basically all but said goodbye to who was probably their best player. Yeah. Um, and you guys already said it. Bennington, I think, absolutely fleeced them with the contract he just got. And I do think he has good games and has talent, but dude's a fucking head case if I've ever seen one. And again, goalies are head cases. He's next level. All right, moving on. And this is just separated by one team. So we basically had four teams right in a row here. Oh, I think we're going to get juicy on this one. Dallas stars. Oh, like, like we've been saying they're, they're right on the bubble, but I, I have them making the playoffs. I think Sagan's coming back strong. That's um, the thing. He didn't, that, when he played three games this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's such a huge loss. I mean, their season was such a clusterfuck with their whole COVID delay and, and everything. And, and Sagan being out with his injury, um, it's just they could never really get it going. So I think next year they're going to have have it rolling, have Sagan back, and I, I really think they're going to make the playoffs. And they have some young pieces too that if they in their – I don't want to even say that their window is closed, but as it's closing, they have some younger guys who can – take the minutes who can, who they can test out to maybe extend it a little bit longer. Maybe, you know, high actually can help carry this team. Like Hedman has been able to do for the Tampa Bay lightnings before, you know, the offense <laughs> complimented him 100%. Maybe, you know, uh, the, the Calder, the projected Calder winner this year, maybe he helps carry this. <laughs> Sorry. I had to, maybe he helps take over the offense more so than he already did this year. You got a healthy say again. I know, Jamie Ben's not what he used to be, but he's still there. I think kind of kind of like a Winnipeg, if the players who are aging can still be competitive and these young guys can kind of take over the heavy minutes, I still think they're a damn competitive team, and I think I see them making the playoffs. Number two in the Central next year. They will Ooh. be number two behind Colorado. Damn. I Sorry, Minnesota fans who, for some reason... Fans that weren't even alive when the North Stars left the state of Minnesota are still holding a grudge that they stole our team. Um, I understand the bitterness about, you know, the Calder runner-up who's down in Dallas, but I damn, I like so much about this team. I think that they are top five in the league in blue line. And guess what? Heiskanen, you already talked about him. 
he's a stud and he he doesn't even have to eat power play minutes because you have an absolute yeah. weapon in Klingberg who just tees off on the power play. And I think Haskinen is easily top five defenseman in the league as far as his talent doesn't, is concerned. Doesn't he remind you of Hedman the way he plays? <sighs> I mean, if we're going to cut Hedman in half, sure, <laughs> just size-wise. But you know what? The, the biggest thing for me is you kind of hit on it. Like there's a little bit of a youth movement. I'm obsessed with Rupe Hintz. If the guy can stay healthy for a full season, that guy is an animal. Like he was out for good chunks of this season. He couldn't get a groove. And that is their number one center next year. And he makes a big difference. Takes some load off of whether it's Pavelski, whether it's Sagan, who guess what? Pavelski. Did anyone expect what he did the first half of the season? Guy shot out of a cannon. I have every expectation that he comes back strong. And they're three goalies deep. I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason to figure that out because someone's going to have to go, but I got to imagine they're going to move one of them and bring something back in to help bolster the roster. I Again, I'm not picking them to win the Stanley Cup by any means. They're not going to be better than Colorado. Let's just be honest. I think they are that next best team in the division next year without any hesitation from me. Hey, Hudobin still has trade value, I think. If they, if sure. you know, he, he's the one that they do want to move, it might uh, be Bishop, man. They they don't think he can stay healthy. Yeah, but does, any, okay does anybody tandem. else in the league think he can stay healthy either? I think Bishop's harder to move. Uh, I think a team will take a chance on him. <laughs> like that team in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> All right, now we're down to uh, the ones that Joey has already ruled out. So we'll lead off with you, Joey. Chicago Blackhawks. What do we think? Uh, I think they're getting better each year. Um, they're still not there yet. Um, honestly, I, I really, they've got young players coming up, which is nice. And we still haven't heard a word about Taves. So who knows what's going to happen with him. And and Kane is, he's still elite, but he's getting older and older each year. And, and their biggest question right now is goaltending. They, they don't have much in the back end and, and yeah, it's going to be tough to compete in this division if, uh, if they're not getting goaltending. I wonder if it was a heart issue with Taves and we're just not hearing about it. Um, it's all but confirmed from uh, a beat writer that that I'm close to in Chicago that it was complications post-COVID. Um, but the details on that are sealed shut to the point where like he doesn't even know what's going on. I'm, I questioned it being a heart issue. He said, I, I don't know. I, I have nothing to <laughs> confirm or deny that. Um, but I hope that when he does come back, he can still be, you know, the player that he was b- b- before this. Cause he actually had a damn good season last year. Um, when the, when the COVID, when COVID-19 broke out and the season was shut down there. Yeah. And I don't know, like this isn't a team that I think has any chance at like a run or anything. If they got the last spot in the central, I wouldn't be like totally shocked. Right. Like look at all of the injuries they had, especially at forward and Kevin Lankinen, he stepped up like he had a pretty impressive rookie year. Again, it's one year. We don't know what that means for next season, but that was the big thing where everyone's like, yeah, they're going to be last place in the league. <laughs> but man, like it's a team that can give you fits, especially at home. Once we get fans back, like I hate the Blackhawks with a fiery passion and like they have an incredible home atmosphere and you got Kane, you're getting some young studs back who missed most, if not all of the season. 
even without Taves, this is a team that can give you fits and win those like random games. It's just, you know, again, to the Wilds detriment, they had some easy teams to beat the shit out of this year. And we're talking about the second worst team based on this year's standings. And this is a team that like going against Minnesota, if they split four and four, would you be shocked? I don't, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, I don't know. Last one, the Arizona Coyotes. Um, again, though, think about this. Put this. Congratulations, by the way, on their draft pick uh, today. Hey, you know what, Joey? I think I think based on all of recent transgressions, they better have given the Arizona lottery ball to Buffalo. It only seems fair. <laughs> it's the only logical right. way. But guys, let's just like wrap our heads around this for a second. Arizona was a bubble playoff team in this West division, right? They got fifth fairly convincingly. <laughs> and now they are going to be the unanimous worst team in the central. If that doesn't show you the spectrum of how much better the division's going to be next year than it was. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say unanimous. I think they, uh, I think they can beat Chicago. So Chicago's at the bottom in your eyes then, because it's, it's one of the two, unless, unless like, you know, St. Louis or Nashville just takes a fucking nosedive. Yeah. Or Minnesota. I I don't think Minnesota will nosedive. Okay. I think they'll narrowly miss, you know, again, barring Billy Guerin, not doing anything to this team. Right. I don't know. Uh, Again, we're in agreement though, that those two are at the bottom, wherever you want to place them. Like, there's so much wrong with the the organization that is the Coyotes. Like I feel bad for some of those players because they have some talented guys. It's just so dysfunctional at this point, and like it didn't work out. I don't blame the coach though. They're they're losing their coach. Who knows who gets plugged in there? Because right now, who wants to take a job with that organization? So that's that's a big negative for them as well. Um, the only positive is goaltending, and that's assuming they don't ship one off for futures. So. I don't know. I'm pretty down on them. Although best Jersey in the league, no questions asked. Um, I don't know guys. I've slowly talked myself though. Like Minnesota's absolutely a fringe team here. I'm kind of leaning them getting in as we talk about all these teams, but fans just need to be ready. It's going to be a battle. It is not going to be a cakewalk like this year. Uh, and it, I feel bad, but it totally hinges on Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen because if, if we can get the same level of goaltending, set yeah winnipeg st louis nashville those are going to be the teams you're battling and you have to win those games against the likes of the chicago's the uh and the the arizona's or else it's not even close like i don't even want to throw the other teams in there (laughs) in uh colorado dallas because like shit if you're gonna if you're gonna lose with some it's gonna be to probably them it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be tough sledding for the minnesota wild this year Uh, all the confidence in them again if some of these spots on the roster of need or addressed even, even just a little bit definitely will give me more confidence, but um, yeah, you know, upon analyzing this I'm kind of in the same spot, a little bit more positive than I was going in. All right. And lastly, before we're done talking about the Minnesota wild here, we are going to be throwing out our armchair GM polls. Uh, it's going to be somewhere in the range of 15 to 20 folks, like, but everyone wants to give their opinions. We know it. Feel free to answer based on the options we give you in polls. Comment away if you think we're idiots and have need to have better options. We're going to be talking about the free agents 
that need to be signed this offseason. We want to know how many years they're getting signed for, what the AAV is. We'll throw in a couple extra bonus polls there. What's going to happen in the expansion draft? And if you share that uh, thread and give us a follow at the Soda Pod, we're going to be giving out gift cards, folks, $25 gift cards to any Minnesota brewery of your choice. Again, share and follow at the Soda Pod. Yeah, and it's weird that uh, I'm just so used to saying thank you for those tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. But we really appreciate everyone who was tuning into the live stream. And again, uh, we are going to be doing some awesome streaming events, very much geared towards our listeners and a lot of fun stuff this summer. Uh, we're building a YouTube page, which we're going which we're going to have a ton of original content. We'll have uh, our podcast tapings. We'll have. Uh, our judge joey segments we'll have custom segments it's going to be a lot of fun when we are finished that we will make sure to throw it to you guys um don't forget to tell us what's on tap for you as well comment on our posts that are on social media at the soda pod facebook and twitter or again send us a voicemail or text 612-324-1684 we tell you what's on tap for us throughout the show we want to hear what's on tap for you throughout the week as always big thank you to everybody tuning in on google spotify and apple podcasts folks the best thing you can do for us this week any week is to give us five stars on itunes and apple podcasts if you're a fan of hockey if you're a fan of any team in the national hockey league outside the minnesota wild go listen through our website to a podcast about said team at the hockey podcast network.com we have podcasts covering every team in the national hockey league and every niche in the sport on your app, download the episode before you listen as it just helps our business. You can follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow the show at The Soda Pod and the network at Hockey Pod Net. We still have our playoff contest going on every day that there's a game, a playoff game. Go check it out at Hockey Pod Net. If you retweet the post and comment who you think is going to win, you are entered into win a jersey at the end of the round. So go check that out again at Hockey Pod Net. Joey, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Joey Netto. And Hoppy, of course, at State of Hoppy, the TikTok star on the show. All right. <laughs> this was fun, boys. Signing off. I'm Isha Dromi alongside State of Hoppy and Joey Netto. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild. <laughs>